Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Hoop Live with Sean and Sean podcast. I'm your host, Sean Taylor Jr. And I'm your host, Sean Taylor Sr. Coming to you with the first episode of 2020 yeah. titled Happy Belated New Year. Sorry yeah. we're so late. It's been so many, excuse me, so many weeks between us giving you another episode but i had the flu man yeah i was down bad wasn't i little sean yeah you was so up and down it's like <laughs> i like i remember like a week or two ago we talked about getting an episode in and then all this like you seemed like good and it was like okay and then and then you was like all of a sudden like not feeling good again yeah. I, I can't remember if you like had gone to the wizards game and it was real late and you right. was like then it just brought you down. Yeah, that could have been it. Yeah, but it's just like... Yeah, shout out to Uncle Koki, Uncle Lenny, Uncle Quillen, but that was a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. it was. I should have stayed in the bed. Yeah, and watched the movie, like like you said. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was us. being hard-headed, man, so that had me down for a couple weeks. Yeah. I'm glad my, my son, a.k.a. my co-host, um, was patient with me, but now we back. We in here. Happy belated new year. Definitely. Happy 2020. Yeah. So what episode is this? What episode number? Episode number 10. Number 10. Oh my goodness. Seemed like we started just the other day. Yeah. Now we about to be 10 episodes in, man. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we missed quite a few things. Let's get right into it, man. Uh, unfortunately, with the, the beginning of the new year, brought us some sad news from the NBA yeah. with the passing of the, the, the lion, the icon, the late great David Stern, yeah, whose family announced that he passed away on uh, January first, twenty twenty. Yeah, after afternoon. he had fallen ill, um, he had some kind of like brain trauma or something, Dang. and he never really recovered. So, yeah, you know, prayers and blessings to his family. But Definitely. he had a huge impact on the NBA, man. Yeah, huge impact on the NBA. Yeah. So he took over in. 1984, which is way before your time, almost before my time. Yeah. Actually, a couple years after I was born, so right during my time. Yeah. Um, at a time when the NBA, they were actually doing a tape delay. They were doing the finals on tape delay, mm-hmm. showing them as late as like 11.30. And David Stern was obviously able to build um, the NBA into this this mega global brand. Yeah. And so what are what are some things that we we found in our research? Who was the first pick that he called? Um Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon, first pick in the 1984 NBA draft. Right, right. Yeah. And who else was in that draft? Um Sam Bowie. And, Sam Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Michael Jordan, obviously, yeah. you know, the GOAT. Right. Um Bald. <laughs> Bald like your dad. Yeah. Charles Barkley. Yeah, right? Charles Barkley. John, Chuck. Chuck. Chuck Wagon. John Stockton. Yeah, John so that's Stockton. That's a pretty major draft to start off with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's definitely. crazy. So um, he obviously had a huge impact on the NBA, and you saw a lot of stars tweeting out their support for him and his family and just offering mm-hmm. kind words. Mm-hmm. What I, I was interested at what... Hakeem said, what, what did Hakeem say? We got it here in our notes. So Hakeem, as it says right here, Hakeem had said, it was a lot. It was a great loss. What a wonderful man. I feel so honored just to know him. A true leader, business-wise, basketball-wise, an unbelievable person. As you see, everybody is talking about his vision. He is a visionary. He's a, he's a visionary. He's a visionary. He's a glo- he's global and he believed in it and it le- and it led all the people around him to buy into the same program. Yeah, so I mean, he talks about him being a great man, 
being honored to know him. And he talks about him being a visionary leader yeah. um, and him being global. And mm-hmm. we were talking about this uh, earlier before uh, in our like pre-production meeting, mm-hmm. how Hakeem being the first pick kind of symbolized David Stern's global vision because Hakeem Olajuwon is obviously from Nigeria, yeah, right? But then what about the last pick that David Stern called out in, in uh, uh, 2013? Um, so the last pick um, in the first round of the 2013 NBA drafts um, was a guy that goes, um, his name is Nemanja Nedovich. That's pretty good. Yeah, Nemanja Nedovich. Nedovich, right? And he was drafted by the Phoenix Suns and traded to Golden State on draft night. Right. Um, but um, Nemanja actually is from Serbia. Right. Which is somewhere completely, you know, definitely not in America or <laughs> over in Eastern Europe, right? Yeah. So, but the so the first pick that David Stern called out was from Nigeria. Yeah. The last pick he called out was from Serbia. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like bookends, right? Yeah. To his career, like he really envisioned the NBA being a global brand, and he turned it into a helped turn it into a global brand. Obviously, stars like. You know, LeBron James, Luka Doncic, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Hakeem, etc. Yeah. Um, helped drive that as well. But mm-hmm. to have the first pick and the last pick that he called out both be in uh, foreign-born players, I thought was pretty cool. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. LeBron also uh, offered some, some kind words. Uh, he put an IG post up and he said, Thank you for your commitment to the beautiful game of basketball that has changed so many young adults and kids' lives. And more importantly, your vision to make our game become worldwide was only or was a vision only you can make happen you see that world that word vision again yeah so obviously david stern never you know dropped a bucket in the nba yeah his vision was very important yeah definitely so um how do you think that adam silver is gonna kind of obviously he's been the the commissioner for a few years now how do you think he carries that that forward that kind of visionary that global visionary torch how do you think he's gonna carry that forward or how has he done so far Mm, I think he's done a pretty good job so far. Um, you know, with obviously you see guys like Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic, Giannis, Pascal, all those dudes. They just, they just kind of, they they they're the new stars. Yeah, I mean they 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 started off like like and eh, like and then you know just got better and better and you know they just. In a couple of years, they're gonna be probably the new faces of the NBA. Right. You know, with probably someone like Giannis or Embiid being like probably LeBron. Like he was like right. the older dude. Um, like like no offense, to LeBron. Like it's my favorite player right there. Right, right. But you know, he he's gonna he's gonna be the older dude. Um, yeah, well, Father Time's undefeated, so. Yeah, he's gonna right. be an older dude, and um, Trey Young and um, Luca, they're probably just gonna be in their primes, just dominating the league. Right. And Giannis and Embiid's probably still gonna be really good. Right. Right. Just like in their mid or early thirties. Right. So I think um, Adam Silver's done a really good job with getting um, with getting um, more dudes that are from like foreign dudes that are from all around the world into the NBA yeah. and keeping it global just yeah. as David Stern did. I agree. I totally agree. Um, and 
like you said, these guys are, are emerging as the new faces of the league. Mm-hmm. You know, LeBron still, I don't want to say he has a stranglehold on it, but he's still the king you yeah. know, right now um, until someone really, really dethrones him, which I think is going to be tough to do because the Lakers look tough. Mm-hmm. But, again, guys like Luka, Embiid, Pascal Siakam, who really balled out in the finals last year, those guys are becoming the faces of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also you see stuff like NBA Africa, which yeah. is slated to start up later this year, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, President Obama's had a big hand in in partnering with the NBA and, and kind of bringing uh, basketball to that continent on a much larger scale. Yeah. So I agree. I think Adam Silver's done a great job, and I'm looking forward to seeing um, what he does going forward. So mm-hmm. um, obviously rest in peace to David Stern. And again, prayers and, and peace to his family. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talk about his impact on a global level, and you mentioned these stars that have emerged, right? Mm-hmm. We just looked at the the second vote count for the All-Star game that's coming up in a few weeks here, right? Right. And we noticed something very, very interesting, right? Yeah. So you actually, my son's like a genius when it comes to, to basketball. He picked um, some very, his picks in the top vote getters are very similar, you're only one off, right? Mm-hmm. So for the West, you had LeBron, AD, Kawhi, Luka Doncic, and James Harden. Mm-hmm. They're the top five vote getters in the West. That's who you had picked initially, right? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And then for the East, um, the top five vote getters right now are Giannis, Joel Embiid, uh, Pascal Siakam, Kyrie Irving, and you had picked Bradley Beal. The hometown yeah. guy. Yeah. But Trey Young is is ahead of him right now. Actually, he's kind of way ahead of him right now. Yeah. So, so it looks like he's going to get that fifth spot. Mm-hmm. But what did we, we talk about as far as how many of these players are born outside of the United States? Um, what, what, what did we say again? So at first... I kind of th- forgot. Yeah, forgot. I thought it was four in Luka, oh, yeah. Giannis, Embiid, and Siakam. So four out of ten, that's still good. That's forty percent of the top vote getters for the All Star game mm-hmm. are foreign born players. But then you pointed out that Kyrie yeah. was born where? Uh in Australia. <laughs> Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> right. Yeah. So even though he doesn't technically well, not technically, he doesn't traditionally qualify as a as a overseas or foreign born player, um, as most people would think of it. Technically, he does because he was born in Australia, right? True. So that would mean half of this year's all-star starters could be foreign-born players. Yeah. That is incredible, mm-hmm. right? Do you think we're kind of witnessing like a watershed moment right now that like it's almost like a tipping point and we're going to see even more foreign-born? Because it's one thing to be a foreign-born player. It's another thing to be a foreign-born all-star, superstar, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to continue to see even more foreign-born all-stars and superstars carry the league? Mm, yeah, I, I I definitely think so because just over time, I mean, you got greats, obviously, like Hakeem Olajuwon, um, Kobe, who was foreign-born. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really think of um, many others, but now it's like you got, like you said, half the half the dudes – on the on the for the starters or the top five for each conference in the All Star game, um, or All Stars, half of them are foreign born. So I mean, like I think that's just great evolution, right? 
and I think it's just gonna keep getting better and better, right? And bigger, and especially when you see someone like Luca is now his his second guy or go to guy is Kristaps, right? Right. Also formable. That's a great point. So that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just evolution, and I think we're gonna keep growing. Right. Yeah. Growing the game. Yeah. Um. So you mentioned Kristaps. Then you got a guy like the Joker, Djokovic, mm-hmm. who's also one of the leading vote getters. Yeah. He's probably going to be an all star as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not just going to be the starters; it'll be guys who are our reserves as well. Yeah, who are um, who are going to be playing in the all star game, mm-hmm. who are born outside of this country. So I think it's pretty pretty crazy. Like I kind of knew. Um, I think everybody. It was obvious to everyone that. The league was trending more global, right, mm-hmm. and getting more stars. But to have half of the all-star starters born outside of the United States, I was like, wow, I was really blown away by the statistic. Yeah. Um. So, but let's get to uh someone who is not foreign-born, yeah. right, home homegrown kid in Zion Williamson, right. Yeah. It's looking like. He's about to come back. Yeah. Right? Everyone's been speculating. Or get his debut, really. Or get his debut. That's a great point. Get his debut. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of speculation recently. I think when we did our last episode um, because he was just passing that window of his original time frame of when he was supposed to make his debut, right? Mm-hmm. So people started saying, well, when is he going to play? When is he going to play? And then you had David Griffin coming out saying, um, the Pelicans GM saying, um, we're going to be conservative with him and everything. But Zion was saying what? Hey, man, if it was up to me, I would have been playing a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's ready to go. Um, so it's kind of like uh, not a clash, but it's like, okay, two different philosophies, right? Mm-hmm. The player wants to play. The GM wants to protect the player for the long term, right? Mm-hmm. But then last week, Zion posted a video on IG of him going between the legs and dunking off one step. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, man. So, do you think he's going to make his, his debut, like, this month, next month? Is he going to sit out the rest of the year? Like, what do you think is about to happen? Mm, I'd say if not late um, this month, then pretty early next month. Okay. So, I, I think I think it's going to be this month, um, but um, you never know. It, it's, Zion, it's Zion. He's looked he's look like he's gotten way better shape. Uh-huh. Um, just like totally, like I saw a picture, Mm -hmm. um, like a week ago Mm -hmm. and I was like, yeah, he looks in way better shape than he was, you know, at the start of the NBA season. Right, right. You know, obviously when he couldn't play and now obviously you see, like I I saw a picture and now we're seeing that he's probably going to come back soon. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be. Um, this month. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I think that he's going to come back probably within the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. um, because I think that he would like to build some momentum going into the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. I think he'd like to play before then Yeah. Um, and kind of just get into the feel of what it's like to be an NBA player. Yeah. And also, the Pelicans are hot right now. Yeah. They've won eight out of their last 11 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Ingram is looking incredible. He's going to be a strong candidate for most improved player, yeah. right? And he could also be an all-star as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Lonzo Ball has been playing really well. I was hard on him early in the season. Mm-hmm. He's been playing a lot better. Yeah. He had a career high of 27 points like a week or two ago, including seven threes, yeah. like eight assists, nine rebounds, something like that. Mm-hmm. And most 
impressively to me, he's kind of corrected his form some. Yeah. He's taken that that cross face hitch out a little bit, and he's has a much cleaner release. Yeah. We watched that the other day, right? Did you notice the same thing? Yeah, I wa- yeah I noticed it, and I I watched it, and it looks a lot cleaner. Uh, I fir- at first I was like the way he like sets his feet are kind of weird, mm-hmm. but now I'm looking at it and it's like nah, it's good, and yeah. I feel like his form just is better for him it allows him to make more jump shots right and maybe get a cleaner look maybe yeah because he was he was shooting like pretty well in college Mm -hmm. but um when uh, you know when he got to the nba right um obviously just it it really wasn't working right right. really looks like it wasn't working now looks like if you give him a little bit of space he's gonna pull he's gonna pull up right you can test it kind of good and he can still knock it down. Yeah. And not brick or airball. Or right. <laughs> not brick or airball. Yeah. He's shooting, uh, like we said, with a cleaner release and with a lot more confidence. Yeah. And he's just playing with a lot more confidence. And again, New Orleans looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, David Griffin had said recently that it's cool to see the young guys uh, working hard and then for them to see the fruits of their labor. Mm-hmm. He was like, it's always good to see that, which obviously lets us know that the young guys are working hard like they're putting in time in the film room and the weight room and the individual skill work with the jump shots and all that mm-hmm. and it's paying off so there's no kind of no magic potion to this it's just putting the hard work and and you'll get the results yeah so i was having this conversation with one of my buddies shout out to matt phipps um because matt phipps like most people i think um has ja morant as the clear front runner for rookie of the year Mm-hmm. which I do as well. You know, his numbers are looking great. He's fun to watch. He's had some crazy highlights, including that one where he almost tried to just uh, decapitate Kevin Love by jumping over him oh, and dunking goodness. on him. Yeah, that was crazy. But the our argument was Matt thinks that it's a done deal. John Moran's going to win Rookie of the Year, right? Mm-hmm. I said that if Zion comes back this month, and just balls out yeah. and, you know, has crazy highlights and the Pelicans continue to win yeah. and maybe even eke into that eighth spot, I think that Zion can catch him and win that Rookie of the Year award. What do you think? Uh, I agree. Um, I for I think first time you asked me this question, um, I was like, Zion could um, catch up to him. He just, he's got a ball out yeah. and... I think that he's proven that a little bit because in the preseason, I think it was having about like 25. Right, right. And he's a he's a rookie, yeah. and he kind of looked like he he knew he knew what was coming. He knew he he's already been at this level at this stage before. Right. So it, it looked like he's already got like two three years of experience. Right. He looked very comfortable out there. To your yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. Very comfortable. He uh-huh. looked like he was pretty much unstoppable going to the rim. Yeah. Um, and I think if, if Zion has on the low been working on the jump shot. Right, <laughs> on the low. Yeah, if he's secretly just been working on it. Maybe him and Lonzo been working on the jumper together. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um, if he's been working on the jump shot, then, I mean, he's, he, he's going to be a little dominant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, that's a great point. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very high on Zion too. Okay. I, I don't know, I don't know about any of y'all, but I'm pretty high on Zion. Okay. Yeah. So, and it sounds to me like you're not just high on his athleticism. Yeah. Your athleticism, you're you're high 
on the fact that he's a good basketball player. Yeah. Like, he has good body control, and he just knows how to make good basketball plays. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. I think it's going to be very interesting. Um, I think it's going to be a two-horse race mm-hmm. because Zion is a competitor um, from what I've seen of him in college and the preseason, like you said. Yeah. And I think that he's very aware of the fact that Ja Morant is having a great rookie season so far. Yeah. Um, and they're both from the Carolinas. Uh, I think both from South Carolina. Maybe mm-hmm. even played a little AAU ball together. So, yeah. I, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if, if um, Zion comes back and, like you said, is is maybe even a little bit dominant. Yeah. And like like we said, he got into better shape. Yeah. And he already had pretty good body control before. I've seen some players where I'm just like, wow. Right. Like, how did you even stay under control? Right, right. And now with him getting in even, um, well, better shape, uh-huh. uh, I mean, what? Could be trouble, yeah, trouble. Yeah, what else can you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, hey, Pelicans, if you're listening Please put Zion back on the court soon. Yeah, David <laughs> right? Griffin. Yeah, David Griffin. Don't rush him, but please, we want to see him play. Okay? Yeah, definitely. Um, so Zion is just turned, I think, 19, or maybe he's about to turn 20 now in 2020, right? Damn. Okay, yeah, so he's yeah. still a young guy, right? Yeah. Recently, Steve Nash, one of my favorite players of all time, <clears throat> right? A little before your time, maybe, but I know you're familiar with him, right? Yeah. Steve Nash said that Luka Doncic could be the best 20-year-old the NBA has ever seen, Ooh. right? Yeah. And so, obviously, the the best 20-year-old, like, the standard bearer, I think, in most people's minds for 20-year-olds in the NBA has been LeBron James, the young LeBron James, right? Mm-hmm. And you think about comparing Luka to LeBron, you're like... No, I'm not really seeing it. Mm, From a number standpoint, though, Luka's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, he's more than impressive. This year, he is averaging 30 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, right? Yeah. And Dallas is currently in the the middle of the the, the playoff hunt, right? They're like fourth or fifth, maybe even sixth, but they're like right there in that mix, right? It's six. Maybe it's six. Yeah, they dropped down a little bit, and the Lakers served them up. Last week on national TV, last Without Friday. Without AD. Without AD. I mean, the Mavericks did have, um, didn't have Kristaps, but still yeah. taking away AD right. from the Lakers. And the Lakers beat him like solidly. Yeah, and LeBron played really good. He did. Like the MVP. He did play like an MVP, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but 30 10 and 9 is pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Pretty tough. Yeah. LeBron. I'm sorry, I wrote on here current averages. I meant to put LeBron as a 20-year-old yeah. average 27 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, right? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. That's that's pretty incredible, <laughs> right? Right. So I we can have the debate about numbers all day, right? Mm-hmm. Nowadays, there's more the the rules are more geared towards the offense. There's no, it's not as physical as far as the hand checking and all that. Yeah. So you see, and there's more guys are more ball dominant. So you see higher or more inflated numbers, right? Right. Um, but what do you think about that statement from Steve Nash? Is Luca the best twenty year old the NBA has ever seen, or is it LeBron, or is it? Irvin John, uh, Irvin Matthew Johnson, like that, no one talks about. Yeah, I mean, maybe let's just focus on Luca and LeBron right now. 
Um, I mean, like, LeBron played when he was 20. I was not even born. Right, right. So it's harder for me to see. Right. Or, or like, go back and watch clips and see if he was the, if LeBron was the best or he was not the best. Um, so, I mean, like, I can't really say, I can't really say too much, really. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, LeBron. I I do know that LeBron didn't really have anyone else. Right. Like like it was kind of it was kind of just him and mm-hmm. who was it? Um, Ilgowskis. Ilgowskis, right? I th- I think if he right. played with the Cavs back then, like oh four oh five. Right. Yeah, I um, think he was there. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. What? Well, and you see, guys. Luca has guys like Kristaps. Right. Obviously. Um. Dwight Powell actually has been playing bad, and then um, yeah, who, who is it? Seth Curry. Seth Curry's been playing well. Yeah, he's been. Tim playing. Hardaway Jr. has also been Tim, playing well. Tim Hardaway Jr. He's got he's got a lot of dudes, right. especially that really complement that team, and then just adding Kristaps just you know really gives them a boost and really helps them. Right. So, I mean, I, LeBron, who do we have besides Ogalskis? Like, I'm trying to think, what was the the wing that he had? The wing player that played for the Wizards too at one point. Oh, was it a, no, not a reason. Larry something. Larry. I can't think of his name. Larry Johnson. No, it wasn't Larry Johnson. Yeah, I. I'm drawing a blank right now. Yeah. But he didn't have a lot. Yeah. We could just say that. Larry Hughes. Larry I'm Hughes. I'm tripping right now. Yeah. yeah. I just drew a straight blank. My bad, Larry Hughes. Who, and he was solid. He was a solid player. Yeah. But the Cavs didn't have, have a lot. And Ricky Davis, too. But Ricky Davis shot, like, every single time. Yeah, he's a, he was a stat pattern. I've seen yeah. a clip one time. He wanted a triple-double. So right. He threw, he threw it off the rim right. and then got the rebound. Right. And I forget who they were playing against, but the other team got really mad about that. Yeah, it, it felt very disrespectful, and maybe even like fouled him right afterwards. They should. And Ricky yeah. Davis was like, "What? What?" <laughs> I was just trying to get the 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 triple double. So yeah, that's not exactly a championship caliber roster right there, right? Yeah. And I don't think the Mavs are either. But to your point, they're better than that Cavs team was, right? Yeah, and the Mavericks like they they sometimes you know really put up a good fight against yeah. teams. Yeah. And teams that they shouldn't be, I feel like they sometimes just come out and maybe even blow them out sometimes. Like, right. recently, I think they just beat um, Philly. Right. And Philly's a really good team. Yeah. They got Joel. Yeah, they're a little up and down, though. Yeah, they're, you know? they are a little up and down. But it, it is, it, it's pretty hard to stop Joel, and I, yeah. I don't think Kristaps is playing either. Right. Okay. That's tough, then. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, I mean, also with the, the kind of emergence of three-point shooting and the space and pace philosophy... Almost any team can beat any other team, yeah. Right? right, and with the fact that there's not a lot of dominant post players, so you can't throw it down to a Shaq or a Tim Duncan or a Kevin Garnett or even a smaller dominant post player like Michael Jordan um, or a young Kobe and say go just dominate, mm-hmm. right, and collapse the defense every single time. Yeah. And so that works out for. Uh, teams like the Mavericks, that works to their advantage, mm-hmm. right? Raining a lot of threes um, in the space and pace. So, But my thing is, Luka is obviously incredible. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal player, right? Right. But he's never going to make an all-defensive team, right? He's a decent defensive player, yeah. right? 
LeBron went on to to make six all defensive teams, right? Right. And even though he wasn't a great defensive player when he was twenty, he was better than Luke is now, right? Right. And athletically, I mean, it's just you know, Luke is so, a, a decent athlete, but this is LeBron James we're talking about. So it's it's such a wide just span, <laughs> right? In in terms of athleticism, yeah. right there, it's just. I mean, it's not, not even a comparison. You can't even put them in the same league forgive the pun right not at all and plus lebron was giving people like the boston celtics with right you know like the big three and everything yeah. he was giving them problems yeah when he was about 20 right in a much more physical league yeah and i don't right? think i don't think luca if he if you put him back there just no nah, like yeah. kevin garnett is locking up Kristaps, so i don't even i, right. I don't even think you can really go to him right right and, That's a good point. and then just was Kendrick Perkins playing for them back then? I don't think back then. No, no, that's a little before the time in two thousand four. I don't think so. Yeah, but still, it's it's so physical, and yeah. Luca he's just gonna have a frustrating time. Yeah. So I mean, if you if you get rid of Kristaps, who's down in the paint, mm -hmm. if if you need to come and double Luca mm -hmm. and get off whoever it is, then I I think you're just gonna frustrate the Mavericks, frustrate right. him. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean, even like Avery Bradley, who is a great defensive player, especially on ball, mm -hmm. he gave Luca problems the other night. Mm -hmm. Him and Danny Green both, like, because they're just taking away the the space that Luca needs to get his shot off. Mm -hmm. A lot of his shots, especially from the perimeters, are step back. Yeah. From the perimeter are step backs, mm -hmm. right? They're able to keep him from turning the corner and getting to that sweet spot to where he can step, step back. Mm-hmm. Right, they're just pestering the whole time, so it's hard for him to create space. So if you you take those guards from back in the day, um, from early two thousands to be more specific, mm -hmm. like you said, I think they would give him a lot of problems. And then also going to the interior, I mean, it's going to be a lot of harder fouls. Not to say that Luca couldn't play back then because he could play in any era because he just has such a tremendous skill set. Mm -hmm. But I I just I think that LeBron James at twenty was clearly better. And Luka Doncic, and obviously went on to be, has gone on to be one of the all-time greats. I don't know if I can say that Luka's going to get there yet. The jury's still out, and he's still obviously very young. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and hopefully he does. That'd be great for the league, right? Yeah. I guess I'll take your word for it. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, like, I am a LeBron fan. Right. And if it's coming from you, who is pretty, you're pretty unbiased, right. not biased, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, if I had to bet on it, I don't think Luka catches LeBron. I, I promise you I don't think that. But, again, LeBron is a one-of-one. One. Yeah. Like, there's only, you know, every generation you get one of those type of players, whether it's LeBron or Kobe or Shaq or Jordan. Like, it'll be hard to fill those shoes. But that's no shade to Luka because he's obviously very good and in the MVP race as well. And going to be an all-star starter this year at only 20 years old. So, mm -hmm. shout out to him. Mm -hmm. um, so, our last topic, we talked about Zion coming back uh, later this month. We're hoping that he comes back later this month, right? Mm -hmm. Someone that's kind of flying under the radar that's definitely coming back later this month is Victor Oladipo. Yes. He's coming back Vic. from that torn quad that he suffered last year. Ugh. That was just gruesome, right? He was having a, a career year with Indiana, then he went out with that, so you hated to see that. Yeah. But he's young, right? Mm -hmm. And he, 
from all accounts, he's put in the work for his rehab, mm-hmm. taking really good care of himself, and been really rigorous with sticking to his rehab schedule. Mm-hmm. Indiana is currently in like the fifth or sixth seed, maybe in the East. Yeah. Like, is he gonna be? Obviously, he's gonna be a difference maker. Mm-hmm. But do you think he makes them a contender in the East? Mm, in the East, not not quite. Not well, quite. Well. I mean, they do have, they got people like Brogdon. Sabonis, who's another foreign-born player who's really good. Miles Turner in yeah. the paint. Yeah. Um, Naomi Millen's a very good coach. You got, you got Victor Oladipo. And spe- if they still had Bogdanovich, that, that oh, would that'd be tough. Yeah, that would even make things way better. Right. But they, I'd say they could compete. They could Probably bring a fight to teams like Philadelphia, right? Because Miles Turner is going to be down there with Embiid, right, right. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, um, he's a he's a better defender, mm-hmm. um, and Ben Simmons I feel like doesn't have that many moves, mm-hmm. um, and so I I think I think really Malcolm Brogdon is going to be able to kind of like just stop him, right? Yeah, which is something people don't talk about enough, I think. Yeah, I was talking about Ben Simmons not having a jump shot, but we watched the games like he actually has no moves. Yeah, he just kind of try to tries to run around you or like get offensive rebounds or make good basket cuts, Mm -hmm. but you never see him make like, oh, that was a really nice move. Yeah, right. Sorry, but that was kind of a little sidebar. Yeah, and then I would say who's gonna stop Vic, but um, Philly does have um, who is it? Just um, Justin Richardson or is it Josh Richardson? Josh Richardson. Yeah, yeah Josh Richardson. Yeah, he's a pretty good defender. Yeah, he's a pretty good defender, but I, I feel like Vic is still gonna be able to um, get his buckets, make his way around him, um, and still be old depot that we saw right. before he got injured yeah. in Indiana. So um, I feel like it makes him a bit a, a bit of a contender. Um, right, but just not quite over that edge. Right, right. Yeah, I think they'll pro- they'll make it to the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, on, depending on who they play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're gonna be a pretty good team once Vic comes back and be able to pick up some big wins. Right. Um, in the regular season. Right. Home and away. Yeah, yeah. I I think I agree with you. Um. I think obviously getting him back makes them a lot better, mm-hmm. but they're not scary to me. And yeah. not that you have to be scary in order to win, because anybody can be beat, right? Yeah. Um, but they don't. They don't. I don't think they they impose their will on anyone. They don't intimidate anyone, in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference wants to play against them, though. Yeah. I don't think anybody wants to play against them because they play hard. They compete on every possession, and they're well coached. Yeah, and they kind of score and defend by committee, um, and so I don't think anybody wants to play against them. But I don't think that they have. I think they're one more piece away from being a, a true contender, right? Yeah. Now the trade deadline is in a in a couple weeks, maybe mm-hmm. like three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. If they could get another piece, then maybe they do become scary. Maybe yeah. that does kind of push them over the top. Yeah, and if Indiana can stay something like this. Once you got, um, let's say like LeBron, mm-hmm. um, kind of like on the older side mm-hmm. of his career, like not that he already is, mm-hmm. but like not that he like isn't already or right, however right. you word that, right, <laughs> right. Just, but like when he's like 
kind of like gassed right and like kind of like kobe in his last like one two years right um maybe maybe indiana becomes the place where players want to go oh maybe because they just play so hard yeah and they pick up big wins yeah um play um fight when they need it right um and you know give good give forth good effort right um, that will scare teams and you know beat the other team's heart like so Embiid Embiid has more skill than like someone like Miles Turner right but if Miles Turner plays with that aggression and right. you know like fights right he has a great motor yeah then then he can really give Embiid problems I feel right. like and Indiana could um in the playoffs pick up like maybe like two games against. Philly. Right. Yeah, I mean, I actually think that they can beat Philly because yeah. of, of of what you just said. A guy like Miles Turner who's going to bring it every single night mm-hmm. and as good and as skilled and, and talented as Joel Embiid is, I'm not sure about his conditioning mm-hmm. and I'm not sure about his motor. Yeah. And I'm not sure about the whole mesh or non-mesh of him and Ben Simmons. Yeah. Like, that's why I know they had lost, had, had a lost four games in a row recently and then even before then early in the season they had lost four games in a row mm-hmm. but then they won like nine games in a row so it's like I'm not the the jury's definitely still out on them I can't quite figure them out mm-hmm. but like I said I don't think that anybody wants to play against a fully loaded Indiana Pacers team yeah. which kind of undercuts my argument of them not being scary to be honest <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe they're not contenders maybe they are a little bit scary in the sense of like real hoopers know when you watch the film like oh man they compete on every possession mm-hmm. but they're not they're, they're still one piece away maybe yeah. that makes a little bit more sense because i was contradicting myself right there yeah if they get the extra piece yeah then i mean indiana is scary yeah and yeah. is a contender probably. i wonder what that piece could be maybe like would they have the pieces to get like a cat i know people have been talking about moving him from minnesota yeah, I mean, you can get cat. Put Miles, that work? It could put Miles Turner on. Put Miles Turner on the bench. <laughs> on the bench. He's gonna throw him on the bench. I, I, I'm sorry, Miles Turner. <laughs> I mean, you're you're kind of like a pure center to me. Right. In Demontis, they already got him a power forward. Right, right. And just it, it's cat. Right. And it, who's tough, but he hasn't won anything yet. Yeah, he hasn't won anything except for one All Star. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you put Cat on Indiana, that'd be tough. I mean, I I don't know if that makes them super scary. Right. Just scary. Just <laughs> right. Still. Right. Right. Then then it's like one step away from like scary. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> from like Freddy Krueger. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you guys could see his face right now. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. You know who Indiana reminds me of now that you're saying something about them maybe becoming a destination where players want to go? Mm-hmm. They kind of remind me of OKC in the sense not that people want to like go to OKC, but in the sense that their organization, organization kind of has like obvious guiding principles mm-hmm. of like how they want to spend their money what type of players they want to bring in yeah um having a strong head coach and like a strong overall organizational culture mm-hmm. and then building from there the right way yeah and you look at okc right now everybody left them for dead and 
they're like six or seven. They're I think they might be right behind the Mavericks for the the six six spot. Yeah, like they're playing really really well mm-hmm. between uh, Chris Paul and what's the other two guard? They got like they got three Sh- guards. Baby. Shy and Dennis Schroeder. Sh- and Dennis Schroeder, right? And Shy Gilgis Alexander or Gilgis Alexander, how do you say his Gilgis, name? Yeah. They're they're tough. They're tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even Chris Paul the other day nutmegged this guy on on a, on kind of like a delayed break. Did you see that? No, but he's still doing that. Yeah, so. but I mean, it was bad. He did that, and then he like hit a little teardrop, and then was like, "All right, coach, take me out." Like it was, it was tough, and it was fun to watch. They're yeah. they're fun to watch. Yeah, right. Um, they even beat Houston, where they spoiled Russ's return. No <laughs> OKC. Oh yeah, which that was pretty cool. They gave him the video yeah. tribute and everything. Yeah, I remember just sitting there doing my homework and just hearing that like Houston was down by like twenty, twenty five. Right, and right. I was like, yeah, bro, how can y'all like come? like come and do that right right, like, <laughs> right like come on like i mean like i i know they're trying to get russ involved a little bit but then, like well james make, make the game competitive yeah but james Harden struggled though yeah he did he struggle but again okc those guys compete yeah on both sides of the ball they don't really let up either they're mm-hmm. not about the whole hoopla or anything mm-hmm. they just compete like indiana they just they compete on every possession they don't really just lay down Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe Indiana's like the East Coast or the Eastern Conference version of OKC. Yeah. Is that a fair, fair example or fair comparison? Yeah. yeah. If if not better. <laughs> if not better. <laughs> if not, if not okay. better. Okay. Or at least if not better when like Vic comes back. Right, right. But as of now, I think it's, I think probably. Right. It, except OKC is probably a little better now. Right. But then when Vic comes back, it would just put them a little right, bit. Right, right. Yeah. And, okay, real quick, just to throw something else out there. Uh, we talked about Embiid and his skill level and everything in comparison to Miles Turner, right? Mm-hmm. Embiid broke his hand. Yeah. Right? So he's out for a couple months. Yeah. Right? Do you think that with Vic coming back and Embiid going out, that Indiana can kind of leapfrog Philly and get one of those top four spots? Or is Ben Simmons going to really step up and hold the fort down while Embiid is out. Um, I think that Indiana could put themselves over Philly. Yeah, I think so too. So it, I mean, with without Embiid, that's just taking so much away from Philly. Right. Especially just because, like, who who they have as a leader. I feel like they would want Ben Simmons to play a leader role. Right. Even though, like, it, in my opinion, it should be someone like Al Horford. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, and I think he'll step up because he's a vet. Yeah, he's a vet, so I think it should be Al Horford. But I do want to point out that I, um, I just remembered that we were talking about how the Mavericks beat Philly, mm-hmm. and I was talking about Embiid. Um, it's hard to stop, and Embiid is out. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Hey, you had to catch yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we don't have any stat guys. We look all this stuff up ourselves. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, this is, we, we make mistakes like anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I said last thing like one or two things ago, topics ago, right? Mm-hmm. But real quick, Kyrie came back last night. Mm-hmm. Played great. He was like 10 for 11 from the field. <laughs> Only played 22 minutes, but... I think he ended up with like 22 points, eight rebounds or seven rebounds, few assists, and they won. I forget who they beat last night. Do they have a chance at making the playoffs, though? Because right now they're on the the outside looking in. Mm. Is he going to lead them to the playoffs this year is really what I'm asking. 
it, I mean, if Kyrie can ball out, obviously, if Kyrie can just step it up and um, stay more healthy because mm-hmm. he has not been too healthy this season. Um, but see, like who who do we got really in the playoffs? I think maybe Charlotte, maybe even Orlando. So I think they can maybe they could sneak themselves in there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe coming at like a seventh seed. Okay. Um, like like barely seventh seed. Like eighth seed was right behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think that um Kyrie can probably lead them there because he like when he's on the court. He he seems pretty much unstoppable and just so crafty that right. like like no one can guard him like like their help is just so unaffected really <laughs> right like he just like he'll just size them up make a quick move make a like really smart move mm-hmm. good play um just like he he's coming at defenders with everything like the whole right entire dribble package now look I just I just realized. That my whole question is moot because Brooklyn currently is in the seventh seed. Oh, <laughs> when I looked like a week or two ago, see this is what what I get for getting the flu and being off my game. When I looked like a week or two ago, I thought they were like tenth or eleventh seed. That's right? what I thought they were. Yeah, I, I j- you know what? Look, I got I got to do a better job, man. We got to do a better job. <laughs> All right. I mean, All right. come on, we we. This is our comeback, though. Right. And this is what we get for kind of being being a little lazy. Right. I mean, not even, like, for my dad, not really lazy, just, like, sick. Right. It's just, we, we, we could have done a better job, though. Yeah. But, yeah. look, we were right about Indiana. They are currently in the sixth seed. Yeah. Right? Um, so, I guess, look, here's how we can pivot, right, to stick with the basketball stuff and mm-hmm. reframe this with... Philly being in the fifth seed, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they're tied in the loss column. They both have Philly and Indiana both have fifteen losses, right? Mm-hmm. Brooklyn has twenty losses, so they're kind of way back. Yeah. Can Indiana and Brooklyn both catch Philly, or can just Indiana or neither? Um. You said you said you think Indiana can catch them. Brooklyn Brooklyn could catch them because right. it, with Embiid going out and Kyrie coming back. Yeah, because it's just like you had you had Ben Simmons. See, he had Joel Embiid. Now he doesn't have Joel Embiid. He has Al Horford instead, right, and Al right. Horford's a good player. It's just it's not Joel Embiid. He's right. not gonna be making like these athletic plays, like just snagging boards from right. people playing like super big. No, Al Horford is gonna play. Like like a veteran, right? He's pretty much in the NBA right, <laughs> right. now, like definition of veteran. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding, right? When I say you that, you look up veteran in the dictionary. Is going to be a picture of Al Horford. Yeah, like current <laughs> veteran Al Horford. Like a year ago, Tony Parker. Two years, three years ago, Manu Ginobili. Right, right. Um, that's and, hilarious. And, and Vince Carter's a close second. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Vince yeah. Carter's got to be up there. Yeah. He's been playing since, like, way, way before you were born. Yeah, but Al Horford, see, the thing, he'd be doing, like, this little dark thing where he, like, <laughs> just does one-legged fadeaway or, like, just, like, like he's a center and, like, don't be dunking or right, anything. Right. So, <laughs> right. it, it, it's kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> that that's a good point. He's a center and he doesn't really dunk. Yeah. Okay, all right. Seriously, last thing. Seriously, seriously, because we got to wrap this up. Yeah. If the playoffs started today in the Eastern Conference, you got Boston at the two seed, Brooklyn at the seven seed. Mm-hmm. 
So it'll be Kyrie oh. versus old team. Oh, Brooklyn at this. Brooklyn at the. Oh. Yeah. Oh, light bulb, right? Oh, what do you think yeah. happens in that series? Do you think Boston runs away with it, or you think Kyrie goes off and makes it into a competitive matchup? I think Boston runs away with it. Yeah. Um. I I think if Tatum can finally just stay up for that series, right, right. you know, just stay on the high side. Yeah. Because he's up and down. Yeah. Right? Then um that Boston can definitely win and Jalen Brown. Yeah. Um. He's I been think. Great. Yeah, I think he stays more on the high side, way more than Tatum does, and you know they're. I I remember they're kind of like battling mm-hmm. for, what whatever. I can't remember. Is it starting role? Well, this? not not anymore. Now they both just start. Yeah. And Hayward comes off the bench. Yeah. Um. But you know, I mean, if 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 you want to say it's still competitive, and, you know, they want to prove who's the better player, mm-hmm. then I think Jalen Brown is winning right now. Mm-hmm. Because he stays more on the high side and Tatum's just up and down. Right. Um, but Tatum had like 44 the other night. Yeah. Career high. Yeah, I know. But. Um, you want to see more consistency, though. Yeah, I want to see more consistency. Consistency. Dang. Consistency. <laughs> and, um, and if Brooklyn can prove that they can't really guard Tatum in the first game, I think that should give him the momentum right. to play um, to play good and stay on the high side. Right. And then you got Jenna Brown, obviously Kemba. Right. Um, Haywar coming off the bench, like, just a phenomenal shooter. Right, right. And got a lot of weaponry. Yeah, they got a lot of weaponry. But Brooklyn has Kyrie. Yeah, they do have they do have Kyrie. And Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert, who is out and is just not coming back. But you think Boston just runs away with it regardless? Yeah, Boston runs away with it regardless. But no one's gonna be able to guard um, Kyrie unless okay. unless you put Jalen Brown on him. He can do a better job, but okay. still can't really like guard Kyrie. That's, a, that's an interesting matchup. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, look. Well, we've talked about a lot, mm-hmm. even a lot more than we thought we were gonna talk about. Yeah. I'm so very excited to not be in the bed and to yeah. be back doing. The Hoop Life podcast with you. Yeah, um, me too. It's one of my favorite things in life, and I'm just super proud of you. And I'm super proud of you for getting a bucket yesterday in your game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we just building on that every day, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, you want to go ahead and take us out of here? Uh, yeah. Um. So thank you guys so much for listening to the Hoop Life with Sean Shaw podcast. Um, you... We're on all um, podcast platforms, but let me name some of them for you. Um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or yeah, Google Podcasts, uh-huh. Apple Podcasts. Mm, there's one called Podbay. I know we're on and Anchor and Anchor yeah. and um every other one that you can think of. That's right. So <clears throat> thank you guys so much again for listening to us. Um, please rate us. Um. You know, kind of let us know how you thought, like what you thought of this episode and what you think of this podcast so far. Um, write a comment if you want to subscribe and share. Yeah, subscribe and share. And peace. Peace.